One guy is on fire with his best bets. The other one is trying to have a cleanup on aisle three. Which one are we going to believe this week? Maybe both of them. We'll find out on our weekly best bets segment. The Datitude Podcast is coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to my friends around the state, around the country, wherever you may be listening, wearing black and gold, who still aren't over last week's heartbreak. Yes, indeedy. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times, speaking in the advocate at bet.nola.com, and this is Datitude, episode number 93 for a Thursday, September the 22nd, 2022, 9-22-22, right here on your local podcast network. So today we're going to do our weekly best bets segment that we've been doing on, on Datitude over the past couple of weeks, and it started out well and good enough. I mean, Uncle Big Nick and I both went 3-2 and two the first week, and then one of us went 4-1 and one this past week, and the other one went 0-5. Oh now, normally... I would be, you know, gleaming and just raving about how good I did. But, I mean, this is a show where we want you to win. So I can't really be thrilled that Uncle Big Nick spit the bit and went 0 5. There's only one way to fix that. And, to, and I say the same thing in poker because I've been on a, whew, I've been on a cooler the last few months. You know, I go through one of these about every 18 months or so where, you just can't buy a win. Everything that can go wrong, any kind of bad beat you can get, you get it. I mean, I kind of had that last week. If you read my NFL picks column, which come out every Thursday morning on bet.nola.com, I mean, 10-6 and six against the spread got changed to 7-9 real quick when you had miracles by Arizona, the Jets, and Atlanta's cover against the Rams. And, of course, I was on the wrong side in all three. So that'll turn a 10-6 and six into seven and nine real quick. And uh, the good news is that with my best bets, I was four and one. Four and oh going into Monday wouldn't made me take Tennessee as one of my best bets. Yeah, I don't know. But as far as the New Orleans Saints are concerned, this is the third straight week. I'll give you a spoiler alert. I don't have them in my best bets either way. I just, I don't think anyone, I don't think any of us can figure out what the hell they are. And they go to, a, they go to play a team this week where they're, there's no doubt in my mind they're significantly better than the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule is a terrible coach. I get into that with Uncle Big Nick in a little while. But can you bet on the Saints? Given three, some places two and a half? I'm not giving anything. I, I just I can't bet on this team. If anything, I'd bet the under maybe. I don't think there are going to be a lot of points scored. I don't think that Dennis Allen is going to back off from his stubbornness and playing an injured quarterback. And again, I said last week, I don't want to get on Dennis Allen too much. He's, he knows more than I. Maybe Jameis isn't as hurt. Maybe there's something else going on. Maybe he's pressing. I don't know. And I hope that's the case. I hope they all prove me wrong this week. And I hate being on the side of 
Joe Q Saints fan or Joe Q Hudat. Um, I hate it because a lot of them are right. Now, that you're not right about the, the refs. Anybody who's blaming the refs on last week's loss, just, just you, you need to get real with yourself, okay? Because we talked about this on Bayou Bets, and we talked about it um, on the podcast Monday. The refs didn't lose that game for the Saints. There were bad calls against the Saints, sure. But there were bad calls against the Bucs in the first half that changed some things, too. Could have been 7-3 to in the first half. Big, a phantom personal foul call kept the Saints' drive going. Would have changed the field position. So, there were, there were all kinds of things going on in that game. You can't blame the refs. They weren't good, but they were bad both ways. Um, and, by the way, those of you still lamenting on, I, I saw quite a few posts this week uh, on social media about how, you see, Marshawn Lattimore, he shouldn't have been thrown out because... Mike Evans got suspended and Lattimore didn't. Well, guess what? It was the same people who made that call. The people in New York made the call to eject Marshawn Lattimore, if you don't know that by now. That wasn't a call on the field. That was a call from New York. So the same New York people suspended Mike Evans, which he should have been suspended and actually should have been suspended for more than one game, in my opinion. Because he always starts crap with Lattimore. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Lattimore's chirping in his ear. And they just hate each other. And I get it. But you don't come from off the sideline to, to knock a guy down like that. I don't think Lattimore should have sus- been suspended. I mean, should have been kicked out of the game. I think it was a bad decision, but I understand it. They're trying to be fair and maybe overly fair. As a result, they made a mistake. But to say that it was the refs on the field, they had nothing to do with it. Same people made the call. All right, I'm over that diatribe. Uh, look, I got to see something out of the Saints to start believing in them. You go to London next week against Minnesota, you got to clean a lot of things up because let me tell you, that Minnesota team, I know they look terrible against the Eagles on Monday night, but uh, they have a, a lot of offensive firepower. And in fact, I think it might be one of only one or two teams in the NFL that have a better overall receiving core. We're going to find out what happens. Next week, got to worry about this week first. And you've got to see something better from Jameis Winston. You got, I mean, is Alvin Kamara going to play? As of this recording, we don't know. That's going to make a big difference as well. Hope you see him in there. But again, if he's not ready, you can't put him in. My guess is we'll see. Let's get to the picks. We're going to talk more about the Saints tomorrow morning on the live Datitude podcast. Again, every Friday. Jeff Duncan and I do our preview of the Saints and whoever they're playing that week. Obviously, this week it's at Carolina. We will be on 9.15 a.m. on all Bet.NOLA Facebook, YouTube pages, as well as uh, NOLA.com Facebook and YouTube pages. I'm trying to get some Twitter feeds on there. I haven't been able to figure out how to do that on NOLA.com site. I have my own. But if I do my own, I can't get it on the NOLA.com site, and we don't get as many questions. So we're looking for comments and questions. If you want to get on, you can either get on live and ask uh, Jeff Duncan or myself a question or have a comment. We'll read it on the air live. We'll, no, we won't even read it on the air live. We'll put it on the screen live because it's a video podcast. And then, uh, But if not, you can email it to me, at jderryattheadvocate.com. I've got a couple questions that way. And also on Twitter, at Jim Derry Jr. Either way. You're more than welcome to uh, have a question or comment. We will read it on the air. Friday, 9.15 a.m. live, as we do each week during the football season. 
But let's get to the picks. Uncle Big Nick's going to be do his best to try to turn around that 0-5. You don't have to go 5-0. and Just turn it around a little bit. I'm in the positive numbers. I've had a 7-3 and start. Let's see if we can keep it going. What she meant to say was, can you give me at least one freaking winner? That's what she yeah. meant to say. It, it I was, mean, what do, you, what, what do you have to say for yourself? I have nothing to say. I mean, everything went to down the drain. Lost my quarterback. Lost every game. I mean, it was when Baltimore blows a 21-point lead to two, yeah. like, you mean, pretty much done. You knew how the day was going to end. Yeah, you know, uh, I started my column off this morning with, um, you remember back in the day when you would make a bet with little Johnny down the street and some weird crap would happen and you'd like go to Minta, like letting you out of the bet because it was just the weirdest thing ever. And you'd yes. say, all right, look, I'll buy you a candy bar. How about that? Okay, that's cool. Caesar's Sportsbook doesn't need candy bars. No. <laughs> so <laughs> They don't let you I buy mean, out of anything. I was 7-9 overall. I mean, my best bets did great. We'll talk about that in a minute. 7-9 uh, uh, overall. But I would have been 10-6 and six had you not had the miracle, the miracles, Arizona's ridiculous comeback, ja- uh, the Jets' ridiculous comeback, and Atlanta somehow figures a way to cover with some ridiculousness, block punts and whatever else. And the Rams What's funny is the only two the things I was really, really won over the weekend – was the Jets' money line in the Arizona? Well, that just kind of shows how that. Goes. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, just I lost Baltimore, but weird yeah. effing week. Uh, but I was four and one overall. I was a thirty-seven dollar to the plus, thirty-three dollars overall. I am now seven and three on the year. I was four and one on the week, plus thirty-three. You took a giant uh loss there. We'll just we'll be kind. You were 0 and 5, which means you lost 110 dollars which is our maxes to bet over the course of the week you're now for the season. You are three and seven with a minus ninety four. See, we are completely transparent here on our best bets. You were three and two in week one. You had everything that could go wrong last week went wrong. And uh it is what it is. Oh, yeah. I mean Fresno State loses their quarterback in a twenty one to ten game. He gets carted off. In the third quarter. That, and then that, USC sits on the ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they just sit on the ball because they ain't got to do anything because the starting quarterback's out. You're losing picks. Baltimore minus four over Miami. We talked about how that was a miracle. Uh, I'm not sure why you decided to actually put the Saints in your in your best bets, but you did. That, you lost on that's that. That's a me problem. I bet yeah, James that is definitely over a you Tom problem. Brady. That, that's a yeah, me problem. That, that was a, a major issue. Uh, Mississippi State uh, minus two and a half. I was with you. I didn't have it in my best bets, but I liked it. Um we talked about BYU. Who knew LSU's defense would come out and play like that? I mean. Um, it is Mississippi State. It's like I said in my uh, monologue the other day. I think they woke up and realized where they were and who they were playing. I still think Mississippi State's a better team. Yeah. But I, I, we're in Death I, Valley. Honestly, everybody playing hates LSU. Kelly, but Kelly won that game. I agree. Like, he outcoached Leach. Take that social media. All right, yeah, also had BYU plus three and a half over Oregon and the Fresno USC over of 74. We talked about that. This is the second week in a row I take BYU on Wednesday, and then by the time Saturday rolls around, I'm like, this is the dumbest pick ever. No, the dumbest pick ever is about what I, I'm, I went four and one, 
but my loss was the dumbest pick ever. Uh, I'll tell you my wins first. LA, can- LA Chargers, Kansas City, under 54. Uh, won that one all around. Dallas, plus seven and a half over Cincy. I didn't have the balls to do the money line. I should have. Uh, I did it in, in some bets in real life, but I didn't have to, the balls to do it in, in best bets. Um, New England, minus two over Pittsburgh. Uh, got through with that. And then your San Francisco 49ers, minus nine and a half over Seattle. Uh, that should have been minus 30. I mean, that's that's the way that game was. Yeah. Way- and my, my loss, my dumbest pit bet of the week, t- betting against the best team in the history of football, the Buffalo Bills, giving 10 Tennessee. Yeah, print the shirts. It's yeah, over. I mean, it's over. Josh Allen's got his gold jacket. Uh, they're the best team in the history of football. They're, the, 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 the season's over. They've won the Super Bowl. If you haven't bet your entire life savings on <laughs> Buffalo to win the Super Bowl, something is wrong with you. And I say that tongue-in-cheek in case there's somebody out there who doesn't realize I'm being tongue-in-cheek. So I say that with all whatever. We, we move on to week three. And before we do, um, you know, since with you being a 49ers fan, you know, there was a major – the guy, a guy we listened to, Steve Fezzik, I was listening to him a little while ago on a on – a, not a, the podcast we listened to. There was some things that I think he just he, – he, sometimes he goes out there, dude. I know he won – the, the, the pick them contest with these major sharp betters twice. And he's the greatest thing since Beasley. But sometimes his ego gets the best of him. He says that you now San Francisco is a three point better team because he has Jimmy G as an average quarterback and Trey Lance as three points worse than an average quarterback. I'm not saying San Francisco might not be a better team with Jimmy G. I know you don't agree with that. But I'm not saying they're not three points better with Jimmy G than Trey Lance. The problem is, is that they started Trey Lance not to win in September, but to win in January. Like, we know what Jimmy G is going to do in January when he gets against good teams. He's going to choke. And I read a thing on Twitter, and this is no about the Ryan. greatest analogy I can come up with. Somebody said, okay, imagine you're in a car race, and you have a car that can be in the lead of the race, but you know it's going to break down before the finish line. But you have a car that might not be in the lead for the race, but it might go 100 and get <laughs> you to the finish line. I mean, what, which one would you drive? The one that you know is going to break down or the one that may go 100 and get you to the finish line? Like, that was the greatest analogy I ever heard about the Jimmy G. Trey Lance. You're, you're just thing. a hater, man. You're just a hater. Yeah, well, call me a hater. I mean, I've seen, I've read the Jimmy G book. I watched a movie. I know exactly how this is going to end. I am not nearly as down on the Niners as you are with that Trey Lance. I think they're better. I think they're a slightly better team right now with Jimmy G as quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I that's know. no doubt. I mean, talk to me in January. They're going to make I mean, the, the playoffs dude, with Jimmy G. The dude's only started what? I mean, college and pro. Combined, less than twenty games, right? I mean, right. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, do you really want to take a championship potential team and have that guy as your starting quarterback now? I don't think so. I'd rather have Jimmy G, like for the whole season. So, in answer to your hundred miles an hour and finish line crap, I don't know. I got a big bet on the Niners, so I'd. Ra- I'm glad Jimmy G is a quarterback. So I'm just saying. And people, I mean, I know you have the the Saints you know, Twitter feed and all that. I got the Frisco Twitter feed 
And people people are saying that uh, Shanahan called plays for Trey Lance running up the middle so he would get hurt. No. (laughs) That's how sick people are. We will tell for those interested in the Saints, we are gonna talk about them at the end. I I know I don't have them in my best bets. In fact, if I had if I had fifteen best bets this week, they wouldn't make the top fifteen. That's where I'm at with the Saints right now. So you may have again to be completely transparent. I have no idea what you're gonna pick, and you have no idea what I'm gonna pick. But I would I would imagine the Panthers Saints game is not in your top five. I'm just imagining. No, it's, you, I have no idea me. what's going to happen in that game. Okay. Well, I don't know right. what's going to happen in any game, but I could. I have no I, any any way that game goes would, wouldn't surprise me. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to the week three picks and uh, week four in college football. I know you told me the only thing you, that you did tell me is you have two college picks and two three NFL picks. For the third straight week, I'm sticking with what I know. I mean, I'm seven and three against the spread. So why change the formula now? I'm sticking. I'll have all five NFL games in my picks this week. So we're going to start, and we're going to start at the bottom, okay? We're going to start with your your least, the least amount you bet. Again, uh, for those of you new to the show, we uh, can bet up to $110 a week. That is our max, uh, or in that range, ballpark, uh, basically $100 a week with juice. So however that works out, that that is our max for the week. Um, we're going to start at the bottom in the least amount all the way to the most amount. And who is your least amount best bet? You're going to see a theme in my bets. Um, I'm taking Tennessee plus two because they got absolutely blown out on Monday night. Everybody thinks they're terrible. Everybody thinks they can't win. Nobody's betting. Vegas is giving Tennessee two points at home. I mean, I don't think Vegas is a five-point better team than Tennessee. And I could see them being angry and coming out. Vrabel's a good coach. I can see them winning this game, even though they're getting two points. It's interesting you say that. Because talk- here's here's my number five pick. Um, and I want to read a little piece. Again, my, my NFL picks column is on bet.nola.com every Thursday morning, up usually around 8 a.m. And I'll, I'm doing what I'm doing here, basically breaking down all my picks um, and going through them a little bit more in detail with a little bit more, I guess, trying to be a little funny with some of my picks. But um, here, here is my first paragraph to my to my NFL picks column on the Tennessee Titans. I got the money line over Vegas at plus 110. Sometimes as a prognosticator, you try to look at your picks from the outside and you want to shake yourself and wonder why you keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Look, man, that brick wall is starting to fall apart from all the times you banged your rock-hard head against it. I've been all over Tennessee for the first two weeks, and what I see is a team that is uh, maybe the Sharps are right. Maybe, you know, but then I realize, you know, it's unhealthy to keep talking to myself. Maybe I should ignore that that voice in my head. I mean, he's the same guy who told me last week it was okay to eat half a pizza an hour before bed and tell my wife what I really thought about the dress she was wearing, so... I'll keep Ooh. banging my head against the wall. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. Uh, uh, they are up against the wall. We just t- we talk about what well, today's the, the wall theme. Mike Vrabel. Oh, is I got a big against- I got a big wall theme with my picks. Mike Vrabel and the Titans are up against the wall. I don't think Vegas is. I think maybe I overrated Vegas a little bit. I, I agree with you. Tennessee at home getting two points and value in the money line. I think the Titans win this straight up. Plus one ten is my money line pick. I'm betting ten dollars to win eleven. 
how so was, we're on the same I mean, page. how's Vegas going to react to what they did? I mean, I, you know. That's a good question. Get, but mean, they got to go on the road now and do it. Right. It'd be different. I might feel different if they're at home. But a new coach in Josh McDaniels, who we don't, well, we don't even he know is, he, if he's a good coach. No, we don't know. I mean, and a lot I of people. I know Vrabel think, is. Exactly. So I'm going to take Vrabel back against the wall. I'm taking Tennessee before I'm taking the Vegas. I got Raiders. a question for you while we're here. Go for is it. Is Jacksonville the best team in the AFC South? No. You think so? I, Jacksonville? I mean,. I mean, does the coach really make that much of a difference? Possibly. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I have a bet on them from the beginning of the year, plus twelve hundred to win the division. So I'm they really are not in, about that right now. They are not in my best bets, but let's just say I don't like them this week. No, I guess we'll, the well, it depends on Herbert. If Herbert plays, well, I'm, I'm assuming when I say this that Herbert is playing, yeah. and all indications say that he are, that he is playing. So we'll see. All right, I mean, let's it, move it on. ain't much competition down there. So We had the same pick, basically, for our number five pick. You bet $11 on Tennessee minus two over plus Vegas. Two. and a, a plus two, I meant to say. And I have the money line. So, uh, basically, it's the same pick. All right. What do you have for pick number five? I have three $22 picks, so I'm just going to start with the college. I got uh, Wake Forest plus seven versus Clemson. I love this Wake Forest team. I've been betting on them all year. The quarterback, Hartman's really good. <laughs> it's weird. Wake Forest has 39 players on their team. Get this. That's in their fifth, sixth, or seventh year of playing in college because of the COVID rules, because of redshirt rules, because of all kind of different stuff. So they have a really veteran team. And Clemson's 1-9 against the spread on the road in September. And I just don't think this Clemson team's that great. Their offense is not going to be able to keep up with Wake Forest. And if their defense don't stop Wake Forest every time, I think Wake Forest can win this game. I definitely don't dislike that pick. I don't dislike it at all. I probably won't touch it, but uh, I haven't been betting a lot of college anyway. Uh, But I will say this. Wake Forest has looked pretty good so far. I'm not impressed with Clemson at all. Um, So we saw what Wake Forest did to my Commodores, who, by the way, the Vanderbilt yeah. Commodores already hit my over two and a half wins of the season. Way to go, Doors. It's nice to win a future bet. Now you can lose every game. I don't care what they do now. Yeah. I mean, I'll root. I'll kind of root for them, but I mean, I don't think it matters all that much. All right, my number four pick, and my this is a, a straight-up $20 pick, money line pick. I love this a lot more on Monday than I do today. Because when it came out, Green Bay was a three-point underdog against Tana, going to Tampa Bay, and they were plus 120 on the money line, and I went and bet all over it. I bet it before – I even got it before the Sharps got it because the Sharps killed this line. It's now Tampa Bay minus one, and the money line is plus 100. And I've got uh, $20 on the money line. I've got, Like I said, real life, I've got 100 to 120. But here we're going to do $20. To win twenty dollars, a straight up even money line. I think that Tampa Bay has so many problems heading into this week. No Mike Evans. We don't know the status of Godwin. We don't know the status of Julio Jones. We don't know the status of their offensive line. They didn't look very good last week. I think it'll be a little lower scoring. I think they'll be able to hold the Green Bay offense down, obviously better than the Bears did last week. But Aaron Rodgers is in a spot now where he's going to lick his chops. He's not going to feel sorry for the Bucks, and he's certainly a lot better than Jameis Winston. I think the Packers find ways to score. 
I think they lead early. I like the first half line as well. I think the Packers win. I don't know why people think Tampa Bay is so good. Now, I, like, I, I, don't I don't either. think they're a great team right now. Somebody on social media blasted me the other day because I said something along the lines of, don't take all, all that much out of this because even though the Saints, you know, I, I think it says more about the Saints because I don't think Tampa Bay is very good either. I think they're like a 9-8 and eight team right now. I really do. I don't, right. I think, I don't think they've got a tough, tough schedule. It's even tougher than the Saints schedule. So I think they, they potentially could be a 9-8. and eight. Things could unravel there. I mean, Mike Freaking. Evans acting like he acted the other day, and they're, the state of their offensive line, they're in trouble. Uh, Colin, Colin does his herd hierarchy where he, he does the top 10 teams every week. He's got them third. Like, I don't understand. Well, Colin, if, if he could go on a two-week vacation with Tom Brady and booze it up with him, I mean, he, he. Yeah, but I would want to do that. Who wouldn't want to do that? I mean. Well, I'm trying to be nice. I can't say what I want to say. On yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I was watching it, and I'm like, "What are you thinking?" Like, I, I didn't even think they'd be on the list. I just Let's don't just think say this, this team is that great. If Colin could go eat raw oysters with Tom Brady, <laughs> he definitely would. Let's let's put it yeah. that way. That's that's family safe, right? Right. Right. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, only the older people who know what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Well, we. There are a few older people that watch this, yeah. that listen to the show. All right, moving on. We uh, going on to pick number three. You are in the middle of your twenty dollars picks. Uh, you bet twenty two in Wake Forest plus seven over Clemson. What's your next pick? Uh, I'm taking Michigan in the Fighting Harbaugh's, who I miss dearly as the Forty Nineers coach. Minus sixteen and a half over Maryland. This Michigan team's really good. I think their offense is better than it was last year, and they went in the playoff last year. Um, they're six and one against Maryland since Maryland joined the Big Ten against the spread. Maryland is five and twenty against the spread in road conference games, and Maryland started off three and zero just like it did last year. And then on the fourth week they got crushed. I forgot who crushed them, but and then they wound up finishing like three and six the rest of the year or whatever it was. I just don't think this Maryland team's that good, and I think Michigan is really good. To your point, I don't even know if Maryland thinks they're really good. They changed their the description of their Twitter page feed to the former home of Stephon Diggs. So nothing about them being 3-0. They're just thrilled that they're the, you know, Stephon Diggs went to Maryland. That's what they're most <laughs> yeah. excited about. So They should have lost last week to SMU, but they come back and win. I mean, I had the SMU money line. So. I don't feel one way or the, another. It's a, it's a college football game that I have no interest in, nor will I play. But uh, I'm going to go with Uncle Big Nick. If I had to oh, it's 22 to win 20. Okay, 22 to win 20, and I got to usually do pretty good in bounce back weeks. When you have a bad week, you usually bounce back pretty good. So I'm going to take your word for it on that. All right, my three-weight game or my third game, betting $22 to win 20. Um, Everybody, you know, I was gung-ho. I mean, not to toot my own horn. I like to toot my own horn every now and then, but why not? You know, I had Dallas. We talked about it. I thought they would win straight up. I had it in my NFL picks column last week, if you don't believe me. I thought it was a great spot for them. I thought everyone was doubting them. Now everyone is all over the Dallas Cowboys and thinks they're the they're the greatest thing since sliced bread, with or without Dak Prescott. They were able to beat Cincinnati, and they go on the road to play a Giants team that I've been saying since August is way better than anyone gives them credit for. I know they didn't look fantastic last week against Carolina, but the Fighting Day Bowls. I, I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. There's your bold prediction of the day. And 
I think this line is skewed because of what Dallas was able to do last week. It was minus four and a half in the middle of last week. Now it's minus one. Go ahead. Give me, and it's been going down, and it might be even by kickoff. I'm going to take the Giants minus one over Dallas on Monday Night Football. 22 bucks on it. I'm just fading the public as much as anything. And besides that, I've told everybody how much I like the Giants. Yeah, I do. I like this. It's almost made my mind, but I didn't want to wait all the way to Monday to know if I lost all my games or not. <laughs> it was a big thing. So. Impatience. Yeah. So I, I really like that pick. Yeah. I knew everybody would be on the Cowboys after what they did. Yeah, everybody's going to be all over them. I'm so, I yeah. mean, you know, you're telling me you're going to give me three and a half points of value. Now, maybe it was overinflated before. So maybe you're only giving me two and a half points of value. But I'm still getting value, and I'm going to look for value wherever I can get it. And I think this might be the prime value spot of the week in prime time. You know, Daniel Jones didn't play that bad against Tampa, a much better Tampa Bay last year on Monday Night Football. Kind of choked it away a little bit, but uh, I think Saquon Barkley is ready to, to play on Monday night, and we'll see what happens. Can, is Cooper can... Rush ready for Monday night? Exactly. Like... Is Co- that was my next point. Is Cooper Rush really right? He looked great on Sunday. But can he look great two weeks in a row, this time on the road? I'm thinking no. So give me give me the Giants. All right, let's move on to the second, uh, the two-weight pick. You're going to put, I'm assuming, 22 bucks on this, and you're going back to the NFL. What you got? Yeah. It, Cincinnati minus five against the Jets. Like, if this ain't a get-right spot, go crush the Jets spot for Burrow and the boys, I don't, I don't know if they're ever going to do it. The Jets coming off that miracle win against Cleveland. Is Joe Flacco back to 2012 Joe Flacco? I mean, what? They're throwing the ball like 50-something times with him. Well, go ahead. I mean, Burrow, I mean, I know he's been sacked. He's got more interceptions than Jameis Winston, and nobody in New Orleans is calling for Burrow. They're all Bengals fans now. But, I mean, the Jets just got their first win in September since 2018. Do we think they're going to win two in a row? Like, I, I just well, I mean, it's different to win two in a row Cincinnati. and given five points. Right, I know, but I, I just I love this spot for Cincinnati. Um, I I don't really like this pick. I, I do think the Bengals win the game, um, and I do think that Burrow will find a way to avoid zero and three. Um, I agree with you. It would be a major upset if the Jets were to win two games in a row in September after not having won any the past four years. Um, That being said, um, I I just, I can't ignore what I've seen from Cincinnati. Um, The Jets are definitely better than anyone gives them credit for, but I I, I still think Cincinnati is a better team, but you're telling me on a neutral field, they're a touchdown or, or seven and a half points better than the Jets? I don't think so. I, I, I think I, the offensive line is going to hold up better against the Jets. I mean, they played the Cowboys in Pittsburgh with Watt. Like, that that defensive lines for them two teams are better than what the Jets have. Here's the problem. I think Aunt Mabel and Drunk Joe are with you, like, in, in large droves. I, I just – this is a game really? I'll stay away from. The- yeah, I, 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 I'm staying away from I don't it. never I'm- look at the percentages or where the public's at. Yeah, I know. You're you're like the poker player who doesn't worry about anybody else's game. It's only about your own game, which works for some people. It doesn't work for me. I, I just I can't I can't um, I can't uh, endorse this pick. I guess I don't I don't hate it, uh, but uh, I don't love it either. And I again I think Cincinnati wins, but I think this is one that's going to be on the red zone channel a lot because 
I th- actually think it's going to be one of the higher scoring games of the week. It's one of the few overs that I like. I think I only yeah. like five overs, this four or five overs this week, and this is one of them. I've got Cincinnati 31, Jets 27 in my NFL picks column, and I think it's going to go down on the wire. I think you'll see it a lot on red zone, and I think you'll see the end of this game on red zone with either the Jets driving to try to win the game or Cincinnati driving in a tied score to, to, win, by to win it with a field goal. Or win by seven. Either way. So, I mean. I mean, you if, loved all my picks last week. And look how that turned out. So, I'm okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, and I don't dislike the. Obviously, I like your, your Vegas. I mean, your Tennessee Vegas pick because I'm with you. The other two, the two college football, I'm completely neutral on. Um, this one, I just don't like. I'm wondering if we're going to have the same last pick. Well, if you're going to have this one. Maybe because, you know, we haven't had a dissension all year long so far. But we haven't had, we've only had a couple of agreements. That we're not, we won't want to say agreements, that we've both made the same pick. This I think one, it's the first time. Uh, maybe. And I doubt you're on my next pick, one way or the other. Uh, we'll see what you think. My $22 pick here in this two spot is Kansas City, Indianapolis, under. Now, I really wanted to take, I really, really, really wanted to take the Colts here, plus six and a half. I love the Colts this week. I just can't bet Me on that, Ryan. I can't do it. I think it's going to be a low score. I know the Colts have their backs against the wall. I, Lord knows that I was down. I was nowhere near as high as the Sharps were in the Colts in the preseason. But I'm probably not as down on them as a lot of people are right now. I still think they're a decent team. But I can't bet on Matt Ryan versus Patrick Mahomes. I don't care what the spread is. So my second best thing is I think it's going to be a kind of a defensive game. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be able to get in there and sack Ryan like four times. But I also think that the Colts defense is going to step, step up to the challenge and be able to put pressure on Mahomes and do something there. So I like the under here. I did well with my under pick last week. That also involved KC. I think KC will open things up later in the season. But right now, there's going to be a few Kansas City unders I like. This is certainly one of them. I actually like a lot of unders this week. It's a recurring theme. I'm 22 and 10 with my totals overall uh, so far this season. And it's because I've liked a lot of unders. If the Colts would come out and tell me, look, we're going to give Jonathan Taylor 35 carries, I would put all my money on the Colts. But if they're going to put it in Matt Ryan's hands, uh, I don't like that. I think, I think Jonathan Taylor can run on his defense. And keep the ball away from Mahomes. I think if they do stuff like that, if they got a game plan the way you run yeah. Taylor, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, and I, I, I got to be honest, I don't like Kansas City in knockout picks at all. Because no. I, 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 I mean, again, Colts backs up. If Frank Reich does the right thing, I agree with you and give the ball to Taylor thirty times. I think I think Indianapolis can win straight. I up. can't see anybody being on Indy. I mean, being shut out by Jacksonville, but. They yeah, always it's, tough lose to, it's tough to bet on Indy, but um, I am going to go with the under. Again, I think this is another one that comes down to the end, and I think it's like 2020 late in the fourth quarter. If I had to take a team against the spread, I would take Indy. Again, I just can't bet on Matt Ryan. Is and this Indy's first home game? Uh, no, they, they tied Houston in their opener. Didn't they? Wasn't that at in Indy? I thought that was in Houston. Oh, was it in Houston? Okay. I know they were in Jacksonville. Yeah, they were definitely in Jacksonville because they haven't won there in like seven years. Yeah, because um, that might be a big maybe that wasn't home Houston. opener. Yeah, home opener. There you go. Right, you're 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 right on it, Uncle. Yeah, BJ. it wasn't Houston. I just looked. That's up. why we have you on this show. All right, we're gonna go with our top pick of the week. 
Uh, mine's for $33. I'm assuming yours is as well. What you got? Yes. I'm taking the bounce back Vikings, just like Tennessee. Everybody seen what they saw Monday night. Kirk Cousins is terrible. Kirk Cousins is 2-10 and 10 on Monday night. All right. I don't know what's worse, him being 2-10 and 10 on Monday night or that Kirk Cousins has played 12 Monday night games. Like, <laughs> he's just terrible on Monday nights. I don't know what it is. Now we got a noon kick. He's back in his comfort zone. Nobody's going to be looking at him. He could have his four-touchdown game. This Detroit team is everybody's darling, but they give up a lot of points. And I, I like this over, and I think Kirk Cousins and them score a lot of points, and I think they win by more than six. It's, it scares me that you're starting to think like me, I think, now. That we've been doing oh, this for great. a couple of years now. Yeah, you're, we're doomed. The, <laughs> the, 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 the listeners and the readers are doomed. That's exactly what it, that's my pick. Minnesota that's minus Minnesota. Pick too. <laughs> you basically read my, uh, my thinking on this game out loud before I could read it. So that's the disadvantage of, of me letting you go first. I, 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 completely, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that um, all those things that you said, I think that Detroit uh, is a lot of people. Look, I'm high, I was high on Detroit, too, before the season. But I also think that the odds makers are starting to uh, give all the Detroit betters, and there are plenty out there. They're, they're, they're giving Detroit way too much credit. The over-under win total for Detroit was 6.5 going into the season, which means they were doubling their win total from last year already. Their projected win total is more than double. More than double. double. You had, they have to win seven for you to win that bet. And I'm on Detroit, by the way. I think they do win at least seven. But this is a terrible spot for them. They're coming off of a, of a big win at home. First time, first they were time as a favorite. Yeah. That's right. First time as a favorite in almost three years. And they come out and win and win convincingly. Now they have to go on the road. Their first road game of the year. They have to go to Minnesota and play a Vikings team. That, that is pissed off really pissed. So I think they get lit up. I think they get lit up like a Christmas tree and people say, Ooh, what was that? I mean, I think, I think the Vikings might win by two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. So, uh, take that with a grain of salt listeners. We both have Vikings winning. I've got it at 28 to 17, which means I like the under. Um, and I do like the under in here. Cause I think Detroit's going to have trouble scoring. Cause I think the Minnesota defense is gonna, they weren't terrible last week against the Eagles. They only gave up 24 points. I know Jalen Hurts ran all how, over them, but... How did they not score in the second half? I mean, I went to sleep. You know, I, I had the over in that game. and Because Dalvin Cook couldn't do anything, which meant it was all... How did all, Philly not score? Oh, how did I know Philly Kirk not Cousins, score? Yeah, I mean, they looked like they were just moving up and down the field. I know Cousins well, we'll get to Philly in the We're going to get to Philly in another pod, but Philly is... Also overrated. I'm sorry. I know they're two and zero, and they look great this past Monday night. It was their home opener. They're all fired up. We'll get to Philly later. But when I started thinking about my picks on Tuesday, I almost did a whole Monday night two game fade. What everybody thinks all my picks. I was going to take Buffalo. I mean Miami. I was going to take Washington, and I was going to take Minnesota, and take Tennessee. Well, it's just fade with everybody. Yeah, I had know. such a, I had such a great Sunday, and I'm and I, there's a reason why I didn't bet a lot on Monday. I had such a great Sunday. I'm like, I'm not going to screw this up. I had a teaser on the Vikings and and uh, Titans, but that's all I bet. I didn't bet anything else, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave well enough alone. Good thing I did. So I went with my own best bets, and I and I 
I did okay with that. Um, and I took the, yeah. I had the, I had the under in the Buffalo game and that pick six put it, I had 47 and a half. Oh, wait, <laughs> that's the kind way of to go, I Ryan had. Tannehill. Yeah, that's the kind or of weekend Malik I Willis had. Or whoever threw it. All right. Um, all right, so we're, we're, we're going to give them some winners this week. Before we let you go, this is a Saints-centric show. Neither one of us picked the Saints. we got to talk about what we think, and I'll talk about it again with Jeff Duncan on our live Datitude, which comes on Friday at 9.15 a.m. all over the bet.nola.com and nola.com channels. And then you can find it here where you find all your Datitude podcasts afterward. I'm going to give a spoiler alert. If you listen to both, you know what I'm going to think. I, I just think that you can't bet on this game. That's what I think. Um, I don't think we know... I think we know that Carolina's not very good. Uh, I was probably a little too high on them before the season. Not so much because of Baker, who's just been okay. But they don't they don't seem to be I, – I really dislike Matt Rule. I think he's an awful coach. I just think he's terrible. I mean, their defense is playing okay. They can't move the football, he, but – I see the stat that he's, I think, 1-24 in 24 when the team gives up 17 points. Jeez. Like 17 points ain't that much. No, it really isn't. <laughs> Will the Saints score 17 points this week, though? That's the question. I don't think neither one of them score 17. I love the under in this I game. I love the under in this as well. If I had to bet on this something like this 14, game, that's what 13, I would take. This written all over it. I think it's more like 19. So what, what did I put in my prediction here? I got 19-17. That might even be the score they, they had last week. I don't remember. It was something along those lines. But I think the Saints win. I think the Saints find a way to win because not only do I think they're the better team, but I, I just I think Carolina is there's no backs up against the wall. They're just not any good. So I think the Saints know this is a must win. They find a way to win this game. It is a must win, by the way. I just don't. If I had to pick the spread, which I do in my column here, I pick the Panthers plus three. But Just I don't the golden rule. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. But I think the Saints find a way to win. I think it's another. You're scratching your head till the end of the game, finding a way to win. But I just don't know if Dennis Allen's going to be unstubborn enough to realize that Jameis Winston's hurt and he needs to make a change there. Yeah, and like you said, that the Jets and Cincinnati and is Alvin Kamara going to play? It's going to be on red zone a lot. This won't be on red zone at all. No, not a lot. You're right. It won't be. (laughs) It's a good thing for Saints fans that don't. I mean, Saints fans that don't live in New Orleans. If, if you're trying to find a way to watch this game, you're not going to see a lot of it on the red zone. I got a, I got a bonus thing for you for Thursday Night Football. All right, go for it. The over-under is 38 and a half, okay? The past three years, games with a total of 38 and a half or lower, the under is 7 and 0. It's Pittsburgh-Cleveland. So you're trying to tell me it's going to be an ugly game. Ugly game and take the under. Well, it's good you say that because my prediction is Cleveland 20, Pittsburgh 17. So I like Pittsburgh in the under. In fact, uh, it's going to be a snooze fest. It's going to be ugly. Oh, yeah. I don't think games are always ugly. Uh, I will say here's another stat for you in that game, by the way, for people who I have more things like this in my NFL picks column. I encourage you to go read it. But because at first glance, I was on the Browns in this game, and then I went back and looked at trends. The past five games in this series, Cleveland, and with a better quarterback than they have right now. Basically the same team with a better quarterback. Cleveland has combined to score an average of 13.6 points in this series in the last five games. So you can't really, if you want to play this game because it's the only game that's going on, your best bet is the under. But if you're determined to take a side, I think you have to take Pittsburgh. Golden rule, getting four and a half at home. I realize what happened with Cleveland last, last week, but 
I think they're going to have a tougher time running the football. They have in the past. Why would this one be different? And that's, again, 13 and a half points. T.J. Watt has missed a few of those games because he's been injured a lot. So it's not just T.J. Watt being gone. So we'll see. You got All right, any, any other nuggets of Lanyard before we say goodbye on what's been a longer podcast than I expected? You got any college questions? Uh, my college there? question is, um, we ha- I had someone ask me this week, who will win more games this year? The Georgia Bulldogs or the San Francisco 49ers? Ooh, I'd say Georgia. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. If George, I don't know if Georgia's gonna lose. I think they're the. I, I think. I, I bet. Them I think last they're the new year. Alabama. This is the time of year that I bet them last year at plus one fifty, and it just kept going down and down and down. And I don't know what it is right now. I, I, I do have. You know what? We can look, we can look this up live while we're talking. And to I would tell screen. you, Tennessee is a ten point favorite against Florida this week. This is the I first it was 11. time. Well, it might be 11 now. It's the first time since 2016 that Tennessee was a favorite. In 2016 was the last time they beat Florida. This Tennessee, I like Tennessee. I think my hot take is they're going to they're gonna upset one of the big boys this year, I think. I agree. Either Alabama I love, or Georgia. I love Tennessee in this game. I really do. I think they win big. Um, all right, so here it is right here. The Georgia Bulldogs, now's the time to go grab it. They are plus 210. To win the national championship. I think they are head and shoulders better than Alabama. I know that's hard to say, but I really do. I really think they're that much better than Alabama. We'll find out. All right, anything Tennessee else? Tennessee schedule the next three games. They yeah. play Florida, then they got to buy. They come to Baton Rouge, then they play Alabama. Well, we'll find out how good they are because... Yeah. Real quick. But that's that's weird. They got to buy before LSU. Yeah, after okay. Florida. Interesting. I mean, Although you make those schedules it'd be like really six, seven brutal years if you made them go three weeks in a row, Florida at LSU and then Bama. Yeah. Well, we we'll see if they can go two and one during that during that stretch, they'll be just fine. But they're yeah. not going to be Georgia anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right, Uncle Big Nick, we will talk to you next week when I hope that you and I are both five and zero, oh, or at least we both at least have two wins. Because if we don't have at least two wins, that means the other one lost one. Yeah, exactly. So to recap, uh, I'll recap real quick. We both have. Minnesota minus six over Detroit. We both like Tennessee over Vegas. I got KC under a KC Indy under 50. Giants over Dallas. Green Bay over Tampa Bay. Uncle Big Nick has Cincinnati minus five and a half over the Jets. And uh, he's got two college games Michigan minus 16 and a half over Maryland and Wake Forest plus seven over Clemson. Five and oh, how about that? We both go five and oh. That'd be something to talk about. That'd be beautiful coming off one five. All right, we'll talk to you next week, and hopefully little Lucy will have something to cheer about. Yeah, hopefully she gets candy this week. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> trying to give the kids candy. Oh, wait a minute, that didn't sound right. We're trying to give the listeners candy. How's that? Yikes. Okay, we don't want to get in trouble with anybody. Don't want anything to sound the wrong way. All right, candy for everyone. How about that? Candy for everyone with our picks this week. All right. That is just going to about wrap up the show. We thank you for listening to our best bets. We think we have some winners this week. I'm just trying to look. If I can go three and two again this week and keep my head above 500, way above 500 if I went three and two, and keep that bankroll, that mythical bankroll rolling, I'd be a happy camper because it'll be another good Sunday like we had last week. I don't know if we can give you another good pick like Dallas Moneyline, even though I didn't officially bet it. 
But we're going to try. So take our picks with a grain of salt. We both like Minnesota. We both like Tennessee. Maybe you ought to pick against those. I don't know. How's that for confidence? All right, speaking of confidence, we'll have Jeff Duncan in here tomorrow to preview the Saints and the Panthers. And uh, we will have – each of us will pick again. I mean, I've already kind of made my pick, but I'll have – I'll go maybe a little bit more in depth with it, and Duncan will give his pick as well. I have no idea what he's going to take this week. Live tomorrow at 9.15 a.m. on all the bet.nola.com and nola.com channels, Facebook, YouTube, uh, wherever you can find us, you can find Datitude. And then, as always, when we're done with it, I'll have my monologue and ending here on your regular podcast platform. If you have not subscribed yet, search for Datitude. Wherever you can find podcasts, you can find Datitude. I'm certain of it. Give it a try. Search for us and have fun with us each week. Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Monday is the wrap-up of the Saints game. Thursday is our best bets. Friday is our look ahead. And then next week, we'll be looking ahead to London. That should be fun as well. So until tomorrow morning, we were going to take a little break, and we will see you in about 23 hours or so. Have a great evening, and enjoy the Brown Steelers game as best as you can. Peace and love, my friends.